Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I am super excited this week because not only is my guest one of the dopest people I know, but he's also family, so it makes it even more exciting. Uh, my guest today is Warren England. See, recognize the last name. Uh, he is the founder of Pedal Adventures. He's also a great father. Uh, and even though he's founded Pedal Adventures, he's been on his own adventure his entire life with mental health. So it's really exciting to have him join us for the show. So Warren, thank you so much for coming on for us today. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. I mean, we've been talking about this for a little while, so it's exciting that it's finally happening. Yeah, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry my co-host can't be here. Uh, Ewan just got married, and Kevin's traveling across Canada doing uh, seminars with teens on self-esteem right now. So uh, I got two great co-hosts, but uh, they're both super busy in the last couple months. So um, I'm, I miss them. Guys, if you're listening, I miss you. <laughs> but they'll be back shortly, I'm sure. Um, so Warren, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about. Um, okay, so my name's Warren. Um, you know, I'm in my 40s. I've got you know family, three kids. Um, I like outdoors. I'm really uh, really into being outdoors, camping on my bike. You know, going hiking. Um, yeah, you know, you know, I struggled with mental health when I was younger, when I was a teenager, growing up through high school and stuff. You know, had depression. Didn't really have anything. I was was diagnosed um, not until my 30s. So I wasn't diagnosed until I was an adult. Um, and then once I got my diagnosis, you know, I went to treatment, was in treatment for, and, you know, it's still ongoing with mental health. It, it never stops. You know, you're always trying to work. You take it one day at a time. And, you know, I just, I want to give back and help out, you know, teenagers. I want to help out the youth that are struggling through what I went through. Um, give them support, pass on any knowledge that I have. And try to provide, you know, programs like I'm in scouting and then I'm starting up the cycling program. So I'm hoping that it's going to benefit all ages. That's awesome. Well, um, since since our program is geared mostly at teenagers, can you talk about a little bit what you were like as a kid and as a teenager and, uh, I don't know, just what you were like at that age? Um, yeah, well, honestly, I was, I was quite a bit of a rebel. Um, hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't really fit in. I was struggling a lot and I felt lonely. So I kind of, I went down the, the rebel path. I was, you know, punk rocker. I colored my hair, you know, I had piercings, you know, I was the rebellious type. I was into skateboarding and stuff. And I used to ride a bike, but I was never really serious about it. Um, I was always into the outdoors, though. I was always in scouting when I was younger. And I, I'm really, really happy that I was part of that because that gave me some solid, you know, healthy roots even though I was going through these struggles, it did give me something to anchor myself down to. Mm. And that's why I, that's why I strongly believe in, in programs like this, like any sort of community program that you, that youth can get involved in and teenagers can get involved in. Um, it gives, it can give you an anchor. So no matter what kind of struggles you're going through, there's something there that you can come back to that's yours and something that you're achieving. Absolutely. So when you were struggling uh, with your mental health when you were a teenager, did you reach out to anyone or tell anyone or did you kind of keep that all to yourself? Um, I didn't really realize that I was struggling with mental health. Mm. Uh, 
when you're on the inside, it just that's your world and that's all you know until somebody else can can say, "Hey, this isn't how it is. I think you need to see I think you need some help." Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately for me, it took a long time having mental health in the family. There wasn't somebody there to say, "Hey, uh, I think there's something going on here." So that was my whole world. And until I met my wife, when I was in my, you know, late 20s, that's when somebody finally said, there's something going on. I think you need some help. Mm-hmm. So I was really fortunate to find somebody, even even as late as I did. But, uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that there's something going on. And that's all they know. And they're just going to keep struggling. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you brought up your wife, so I have to point out something kind of cute. You said you were a bit of a rebel and had different color hair and all that kind of stuff when you were a teenager. I do recall you and your wife at your wedding having different colored hair than most people do at the wedding. So she's a pretty cool lady, eh? (laughs) Yeah, that was a a really funny story behind that. She she wanted to have uh, flamingo pink bangs, and so obviously I colored my hair. And I, sure, I don't care. It looks good. Blonde hair, pink bangs. And then I... uh, the day we were getting ready for the wedding, I was at home with my groomsmen. We were getting dressed, and I said, I'm going to dye. I'm going to spike my hair, and it's going to be fire engine red like fire. <laughs> and uh, somehow my my wife-to-be got word of that. And, uh, yeah, some uh, shenanigans ensued, and she just about canceled the wedding. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny, but um, you know what? Stuck to my guns, and that's, that's what's important. You know, stick to who you are. Be yourself. Don't change for somebody else. Yeah, totally. Oh, I just love it because I remember your wedding picture. It was beautiful. She had pink <laughs> and you had orangish red hair. And it was, I just yeah. remember, that. I was like, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, yeah, so are you still, is it fair to say you're still a little bit of a rebel these days then? Or, or were you just a rebel as a teenager? No, no, the rebel never goes away. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, being an adult, a little different. I have to, you know, tone it down a little bit. But it's there, and sometimes it comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So when you were a teenager and you rebelled, how did your parents deal with that? Because now you're a parent, so you get to see the other side of it. But how did your parents, what was your, did you, were you able to show them why being a rebel for you was beneficial, or was it a lot of clashing? Because I clashed a ton with my parents when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, no, there was there was a lot of, of clashing, a lot of screaming, Um I am pretty grateful that they were pretty open with my rebelliousness. Um, I, I didn't get so much into the, you know, the alcohol and the drug side of it. Um, I was raised in my household that, you know, alcohol was okay as long as I asked permission. And I was allowed to have something at special celebrations. So it was never, you know, the, the hidden treasure that I had to sneak away to get. It was always mm. accessible. But on the other side... Um, you know, with the piercings and the ripped hair and the chains everywhere and the, you know, all of that, that was always accepted. I'm, I'm sure my mom and my dad struggled with it, but they let it go. And that's the same thing. I have a teenage daughter and she's going through the same thing. She wants yeah. a piercing. She colors her hair. She cuts her hair super short, shaves it, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm happy that she's able to express who she is and mm-hmm. I empower her with that. You know, be who you want to be. Don't worry about what other people are going to think and say about you. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't in your life. So it doesn't matter what they think. It yeah. matters how you feel about yourself. Yeah. 
So do you think it's better that you went through that as a teenager and now that your daughter's going through it, you kind of have a better sense? Do you think you're more accepting as a dad because you went through those kinds of things as, as a teenager yourself? Um, yeah, you know, for two reasons. One, definitely um, helps me become more accepting uh, because I have to remember that I did it. So if I tell her, no, you can't, and then she says, well, dad, did you do that when you were younger? Oh, yeah, you're right, right? I can't say no. So I have to be open and say yes, you know. Did you do drugs, Dad? Yes, I smoke pot, you know. Yes, I drink alcohol, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have an open conversation with her, and I talk to her about it. Um, you know, the other part of it is that uh, it's it's still – sorry, train of thought, zzz, gone. <laughs> You're in England. We all go off on exciting tangents. A-Rod, yeah, our, exactly. our producer, can attest to that. I There are times when I'll ask someone a question, and then I'll, have, I'll be three questions deep and forget what the original thought was. So it's okay. It's a sign of the family. <laughs> yeah, it's the ADD there. Oh, goodness. So now that you're a dad and you have three kids, that's pretty cool. Are you ready for the other two to become teenagers that so you get to help them through that portion of their life, or you want them to slow down and stay kids for a little bit longer? Never be ready. Never, mm -hmm. ever be ready. But just have to take it as it comes, right? Yeah, but it's it's exciting, you know. Teenage years are really cool because they get to I get to experience that things with them at more of an adult level than a, than a kid level. So it makes it makes everything that we're doing that we've done, um, you know, a little bit different. For sure. So, so thinking back to when you were a teenager, did you have any big dreams or goals of who you wanted to be or what you wanted to accomplish in life? Um. I did have goals and dreams. Uh, you know, I, I ended up, when I was in high school, um, I was never really academically great. Uh, math and English and things like that, I always struggled at. Um, I naturally found music. Um, and, you know, I was really good with my hands, like construction. You know, there was shop class, construction class, drafting classes, things like that. Um, I really excelled in. Uh, once I got out of school, uh, <clears throat> honestly, I, I kind of drifted a little bit, you know, just gas stations, kind of small jobs like that. Once I got into treatment, then things kind of leveled out for me and I actually got into construction. Um, that's when I got built my family up, had mm. my kids, house, things like that, got leveled off once my treatment. And now I'm at a point where, you know, I'm stable enough that I want to turn around and help somebody else, you know, get, get a solid footing in life and maybe be able to do that earlier than I did. Absolutely. Did you, did you end up going to college or did you go straight into the workforce after high school? Um, after high school, I just went straight to work. Um, like, cause I did grow up in, in a, a split home. My parents divorced when I was a kid. Um, and if there was mental health issues, within my home I lived with my mom and my brother um, it was a little bit tough but uh, so I, I ended up running away early and moving out and so I had to go straight to work um, looking back I regret that decision you know I wish I would have stayed home but you make a choice you gotta mm -hmm. move on with the consequences right yeah, absolutely. If you, I mean, you could always go back to school a little bit later in life, too. Is there any courses now uh, in your life that you'd like to participate in just for your own education? I'm actually going back to school now. 
I'm I'm going to be um, uh, a CETA, so special education teaching assistant. Awesome. I'm actually yeah, I'm actually in college right now. So yeah, you can go back to school at any time, and you mm-hmm. never know. Life always life changes. When I was a teenager, I had one view. Then I, you know, went into construction, and I thought I'd be in construction all my life until I got had an accident, and now I, you know, sat down and you know what? I wanna I wanna help people. I wanna help kids. I wanna help teenagers. So that's what I'm doing. So you're gonna change. So I'm, you know, the one thing I'm gonna say is don't really worry. If you don't know what you're going to do, because life is going to happen and you're going to adapt to that. Absolutely. Um, so if anyone wants to follow along, do you want them to go to Pedal Adventures on Facebook or do you want them to go to your name on Facebook? What do you think is the best way for people to follow you? Uh, well, I have a page on Facebook. It's at Pedal Adventures BC. Awesome. Um, so you can follow us there. Um, the... You can follow us, and I'll be updating. I'll post pictures and things like that. Um, if you're looking for more information on the program uh, that I'm offering, I'm actually going through a program called iRide and Sprockets. Um, mm. iRide is uh, Cycling BC has a, a sub-program called iRide, which is uh, community uh, programs that it helps get up and started and helps them run, and that's for kids age up to 12, Mm. And it's, it's non-competitive. And then if you go competitive, then you go up into a club. Um, but if you go into this, to the uh, Cycling BC website and you can search up I Ride Sprockets, then it will give you all the information about the program that's offered, mm. um, the different levels and what's, what you're going to learn. And then you can look up different programs. It's all over North America. So I'm offering mine in Aldergrove in awesome. BC. Um, but they're all over the place. So if, if you can always just go on there and look up and there's, they offer programs during in like through schools during school time and after school and summer camps. So whenever you, whenever you can go online, you can look up and find a program near you. Awesome. Well, we just got to go to commercial break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about how we get involved, um, um, with any of those programs. So uh, everybody will be back in just a couple minutes uh, with Warren England from this commercial break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited because Warren England, my darling cousin, is on the show today, and he's talking all about a new project he has called Pedal Adventures. Um, he's not only a father, but a really great guy, and he's working to make his difference in the world because of his own uh, struggles with mental health over his lifetime, and we're so glad to have him on the show. So, again, thank you, Warren, for coming on with us. Yes. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so just before the show, before the commercial break, you were just talking a little bit about Cycle BC and iRide and Sprocket. So how did you find out about all of this, and how did you get involved with them? Okay, so um, <clears throat> I've, I've been involved in mountain biking uh, since uh, the early 2000s. Um, I started when I was living up in Penticton for a few years. Uh, when I moved down back down to the lower mainland, I moved to North Vancouver where I wanted to keep being involved. So I worked at a bike shop there. That's when I started uh, riding with clubs. And then I found a a club for preteens, you know, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And I was volunteering for them. It was called Aliens. And we would take the kids up on the North Shore. And we would teach them how to ride, riding skills, things like that. So once that was early on in the 2000s, so I moved, I had kids... I've moved to Aldergrove uh, recently in March, and I tried to get involved in more clubs. I wanted to find out if there's trails here, and I was told there isn't anything. Um, So the local bike shop, they have a celebration once a year. Um, It's like a bike fest, and they set it up at at the, you know, sports complex. And that's where I was. Took my kids. We went to hang out, check out the things. The kids could participate. And uh, actually, my wife started talking to... The, uh, one of the guys from Cycling BC mentioning that um, I was looking for a program that I'm in scouting, so I, you know I'm a youth program leader, and it just kind of snowballed from there. She told me, go talk to this guy, talk to him. He got me all pumped up, and I said, yeah, I would really love to do this. There's, no, there's nothing here. In between downtown Abbotsford and downtown Langley, there's nothing. People have to travel, and I thought, well, yeah. that's kind of sad. Aldergrove has a big, beautiful bike park. They have a skate park right next to it, and I see a ton of people riding there, jumping, lots of skill, but nothing to bring anybody together. I saw hmm. a big void in the community, so somebody has to do something about it, so I, I put my hand up. I said, I'll give it a try. I'll get it started. Awesome. I love that. So so what is your what does your program entail right now, and what do you want it to look like in five, ten years from now? Like, what's your big vision for Pedal Adventures? Uh, 10 years, that's quite, quite far. Um, <laughs> right now, uh, the first program I'm doing is a six-week, one-day-a-week thing. 
mm-hmm. it's for kids age six to ten, um, just because that's the age that I'm familiar at from being in scouting. Mm-hmm. And I just I needed to be able to sh- make sure that first time running the program, I could, you know, aim it at uh, age gap that I've worked with before, and keep the skills. Like I don't I don't have dirt jump skills i don't have advanced mountain bike skills i'm not a competitor so i didn't want to do something like that yet so i'm Mm -hmm. starting small getting up and getting going um i'm hoping to generate some volunteers uh through this first few weeks um i i I dragged my wife into it to help me because i needed to have a few volunteers to get going so i'm hoping to rope in some more um, starting up, I'm going to keep going in the springtime, stopping the winter because it's quite snowy and cold out here. But in the springtime, I'm going to, I'm hoping to spread out the age groups, expand a little bit older. Um, uh, what I, one of my plans is to bring in peer coaches. So mm. peer coaches for me are ages 14 to 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to volunteer and it's just to get them involved in the program. You know, I recognize that teenagers do have knowledge and they do have skills and they have experiences and skills that I don't. So I'd like to tap into that and to bring them on board. And then, you know, I can show kids how to pedal a bike and how to brake, but I have Mm -hmm. no idea how to, you know, do advanced dirt jumps and things like that. So I want to bring these kids in and give them a chance to show off the experience and the skills that they have, show them that it's relevant you know, and and that's how I believe I want to build a community is by bringing everybody together and giving everybody a chance to do something. Five years down the road, um, I'm hoping to have a stable community, cycling community within Aldergrove. My goal is to, you know, have ride clubs, you know, adult ride clubs, youth ride clubs that can meet on their own without me having to take them out. Like, uh, you know, I'll be you know, the director of the overall program, but they could meet uh, once a month or twice a month and go out, ride trails, ride mountains out in Abbotsford or North Vancouver, you know, build a, build a community. You know, there's, there's a skateboard park here that people just hang out at. And I see a lot of people there with skateboarding and scootering tons of skill. And then young kids come up and their parents are trying to teach them. I'd like to bridge the gap, you know, instead of people hanging out, and, and, you know, uh, I don't know, p- passerbys will look at them and think they're hanging out, they're causing trouble when they're probably not. But yeah. if you get them involved in something, you know, then they're going to be more involved within the community itself. And that's what I want to try and do. And so hopefully down the road, that's, that's where it's going to be. I'll, I'll have some clubs, you know, clubs for older kids, younger kids, adults. Nice. Awesome. I love that. Um, I was just, you just made me think of something because I was like, it wouldn't be cool if someone who's eight now in your program came back to be a peer mentor in eight to 10 years from now and was paying it forward in their own community. I just think that's fantastic. I'm well, wondering that, if there's, oh, sorry. No, no. What? Um, I was going to say that would be, you know, that would be really cool. And that would be a nice goal that I'd like to achieve. Um, that mm-hmm. is things like when I was part of Aliens um, volunteering in North Vancouver, we saw things like that, that, yeah. The, the kids that we were teaching when they first started went to pro racers, right? Mm-hmm. And they were pro uh, mountain bike downhill racers, and we would bring them back, and they would come and they would do rides with us and pass on some of their skills to the younger kids that are in the program. 
and that would be awesome. That would be incredible. You know, have some of these kids that get involved in it now progress through and, and be competitive or they don't go the competitive route and they go, you know, the mentor or coaching route, right? Like iRide is, is, has a program, actually the same pro- coaching program that I've taken. So we're going to be certified NCCP coaches training this that 16 years they can take this and get a coaching certification mm. and they can actually go the coaching route instead of competitive route if, they, if that's what they choose. So this opens up more doorways than just taking out, just jumping on your bike and go riding. Absolutely. Yeah, you could even go to like local high schools and say that you'll give them um, like a certificate or something saying that they are a mentor and it'll encourage them to do that because it looks good on their resume, right? That's awesome. Yeah, and the, you know, I, I've been told that uh, high schools need volunteer hours for graduation, so this would count towards their volunteer hours. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so going back to you talking about the kids being in the park and playing and, and teaching each other, how important do you think it is for young people to do activities without their parents, uh, with their peers? Like, do you think that's an important skill set for a young person to have? Extremely important. Um, you know, once you, you start to hit 10, 11, you start to get older, you're looking for your independence. Um, you need to experience these things. You need to learn this stuff without your parents around. Parents are going to hover around and make sure you don't do dangerous things. You know, make sure you're safe or don't hang out with so-and-so. And you, you, t- you tend to take more risks when your parents aren't there. And, you, and you be more, you're going to be more independent and, and take charge. So I think it's really important that they participate in any sporting activity, any outdoor community activity, whether it's mountain biking or any other sport. Definitely, I would say, you know, ask the parents to... You know, stay home, go grab a coffee, come back in an hour. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you going to encourage your own three kids to do this? Do any of them like pedaling and adventures like that? Um, yes. So my son, my youngest, he is going to be a part of it. I'm going, trying to convince my 11-year-old daughter to be a part of it, but she's, you know, she's just starting her preteen stuff, and she's... I don't want to be the oldest one there, Dad. I'm worried. And my 14-year-old daughter doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So. <laughs> of course, she's 14. She probably doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody. Yeah, at the- <laughs> spends her time in her room. Yeah. No, that's where I was at 14 and 15, too. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, I do, gosh, I really want to talk to you more about the uh, you, the schooling that you're doing right now, but um, tell me a little bit more about why where you got your passion for outdoors from. Like, where did that come from in your life? Um, well, like I said, when I was younger, um, I was uh, in scouting. I started, um, you know, beaver age. It goes beavers, cubs, scouts, ventures, rovers. So I started at beavers, which is, you know, five, six years old, and I went up to scouts so probably I was into it probably 13 or 14 years old. And that whole time it was scouting is very much about being in the outdoors, um, camping, hiking, you know, doing all sorts of adventures, zip lines, canoeing, boating, like everything. So that really, really got me into it. And even once I left scouting, um, we still were camping every other weekend throughout the summers as I was growing up. So being in the outdoors is very much a, an important thing for me. Uh, the other thing is, you know, <clears throat> being with being with mental illness. Um, unfortunately, I was never, I never really got into group sports, team sports. So I enjoyed being a part of 
uh, being out on your on my own, you know, going for hikes, things like that. Sorry, I lost connection for a minute there. Warren, can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Sorry, everybody. I'm just having some connection issues over here. We're just going to go to a commercial break and we'll be back in just a minute. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, I'm here with my lovely cousin, Warren England. Not only is he a great dad and one of my favorite cousins, <laughs> and I have a lot, so I'm allowed to say that, but he's also the founder <laughs> of Pedal Adventures, uh, a really neat initiative that helps young people between the ages of 6 and 10 kind of find their way in the outdoors, uh, learn about dirt pedaling and things like that, play around at a park, meet some friends and get some self-worth all at the same time. So Warren, I know that Pedal Adventures stands, like Pedal is obviously for pedaling a bike, but it also has an acronym that goes along with it. I know P stands for physical fitness, E is environment, D is discovery, A is adventure, and L is in leadership. Can you tell me why physical fitness is so important for our mental health from your perspective? Um, Just getting out there and being active helps us clear our minds. Everybody today with all electronics and everything is rush, 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 go, go, go. Everybody's heads just get spinning and get overworked. And, you know, you need exercise. You need to clear that that busyness out of your head and slow it down. So getting out there, getting some exercise helps do that. Get the fresh air, get going, get the blood flowing. All right. Get rid yeah. of all that static. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have a lot of static. I'm a little fuzzy. I think that's why I have curly hair because it goes from my brain all the way out to the curly hair and then I get the frizz. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Um, so uh, environment, talk to me about that. Is that like outdoors or do you mean like a healthy living environment? What what does that mean? Um, the environment, I kind of see the environment as, you know, where we live, our community, uh, and the planet, you know, so it would be giving back to the community, giving back to where you live, taking care of it. So being aware of when we go out, don't litter, Bring out, bring everything with you that you brought in. You know, if you see something on the ground on the trail, you know, be be conscious, pick it up, take it out with you, leave the area better than you found it. You know, give back to your community, help out where you can. You know, do you know, get involved in street cleanups. You know, clean up the park where you are. Keep keep that up, right? Um, and also to, you know, when you get in your teens, 16, 17, 18, you can get involved in the way your community is developing. You have a voice. That's why bike parks and skate parks happen is because you get involved and say stuff and say, this is what I would like to see where I live. And get in, get involved, stand up, say something. And you can get involved in building them and maintaining them. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's very important. I, I really, I don't know if you've ever heard about what Japan does in their high schools, but they actually don't have janitors at all. And it's to foster that exact same sense of, hey, this is where I live. This is where I eat. This is where my friends are. This is where I learn. If I want to learn in a clean place, I'm going to have to take care of it. And I love that. I think we do too much for our young people in North America and they don't really learn that sense of respect in their home. Sometimes their parents don't push that on them. I know, I know my mother was like, you need to make your bed. And I said, why? I'm just going to get back into it later and she's like because it's a sense of pride and accomplishing something and I I always thought that was a little bit silly and sometimes that I'm an adult I still don't make my bed like I should but it's true when I do come home after I've made my bed after a long day of work and I get to untuck it and crawl back into it there's just that little extra feeling of mm. and I just I love that you said that about the environment because going out and walking on beaches or trails it's never the same if it's not a clean beautiful trail you don't appreciate as much uh, the beauty that you have around you unless you've kind of worked to help provide that for the world so yeah um, about d for discovery what is that all about uh that's discovery you know discovery around your world discovery of yourself you know you're going to go out you're going to ride trails you're going to discover nature you'll see things you haven't seen before you're going to have new experiences you know there's been, i've been riding for a long time and i always every time i go out something new you know yeah I remember one time I was riding down this steep hill section. And I got to the bottom. As soon as I stopped, I looked up, and there was a big buck staring yeah. at me in the face. Like these, right. these are experiences that you can't get from video games or movies. You have to go out. Right? Yeah. So that, that, that was a discovery of my environment. And discovery of yourself is you're going to learn how your body works. You're going to learn how you move and, and how, you know, about your mind. You're going to learn about yourself and figure yourself out by mm-hmm. getting out, being active, being a part of something so that, yeah. that's where all the discovery fits in and uh what about adventure i mean obviously that's pretty self-explanatory but does it mean anything special to you in particular um yeah you know adventure adventure the broad term get out there have some fun do something have some excitement but adventure is also discovering things discovering new stuff about yourself making new mm-hmm. pathways so new pathways in your life new pathways in your brain you know, new pathways in the wild, right? Yeah. So it's more than just, I'm going to go on an adventure and I'm going to explore those trees over there. 
and ride my bike around, you're 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 building new things within your body, and and that's what adventure also taps into. Absolutely, and and then the L for leadership. How important is leadership for you? Being a leader and also getting leadership from other people in your life. Um, it. I like the I, the leadership part. Isn't so much that I I want to be a leader. I don't I don't like the term leader for myself. Mm. I'm more of a mentor. I don't want to tell people what to do. I want to show them how it goes, and you know, this is what I do, and kind of lead by that way um the leadership for me is more what i want to instill in the in the kids right the teenagers like i want i want to have peer coaches so i want to bring the youth in to help mentor and teach yeah the young kids that are in the program give them opportunities for their own leadership to run a game or run an activity or run the warm-up or you know okay guys we're gonna get together we're gonna i want to do two uh you know mountain bike uh, excursions. Mm-hmm. We're going to go for a couple hours. I want you guys to decide where we're going to go, what trails we're going to ride. Uh, yeah. You know, I need you guys to, to figure out the meal that we're going to take and plan that. Give them some, a little bit of leadership depending on, you know, the age and experience. I'll yeah. let, I'll let them run with that. Right? Sure. So, um, what does it mean to your parents, your wife, your kids, your family, your friends that you're doing this pedal adventures? Because a, a lot of your family and friends have seen you go through ups and downs of your life. And it's, I mean, for me personally, when I saw you launch this, I was like, hell yeah, Warren, go kick ass. Because I think the more of us that have gone through things in our life that are able to uh, share our experiences in a very open and vulnerable way when a lot of people kind of hold it in because we're afraid of talking about the the tough stuff i mean how does how does your family and friends respond to you launching a program like this uh well my friends are, are all been super supportive mm-hmm. um my family say you know my dad my dad's saying great job i'm very proud of you my wife and and you know closer family are saying good job i'm really proud of you but i think you're taking on too much work right yeah they're concerned that i'm taking on too much stuff mm-hmm. but that's just how i've always been um if i see something i always jump in two feet and yeah. deal with it then you know yeah I, I saw i saw a gap that was there and rather than stand around and hmm and ha and how am i going to get this done is this too much work you know what this needs to be filled. Somebody needs to do it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in and I'll deal with it as it comes. I'll kind of, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm all new to this planning on my own. Mm-hmm. So every, everything that's happening now is all brand new and I'm experiencing it for the first time and I'm stumbling and I'm getting, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to yeah. keep going because I enjoy this and this is, this is to help people. So yeah. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Well, you'll never hear me tell you that you're taking on too much. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I jumped two feet into everything. Why not? I mean, it is exhausting sometimes, but that's why we have family and friends around us when we do need to crash a little bit. To exactly. say, hey, but Yeah. I know. I, I hate when people tell me, oh, you take on too much. You're trying too much. And I always say to them, I'm like, look, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, if wherever I go after I leave this planet, whoever's there, if they ask me what the worst thing about me was and I say I tried too hard, <laughs> I put in too much effort, then I'm okay with that answer. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd yeah. rather get there and have that than, hey, you didn't try hard enough. So I you like know, that. I, <laughs> actually, 
on this topic, there there was a moment where uh, a family member of ours passed away, mm-hmm. and I went to his funeral, and at a, I didn't really know much about him, mm-hmm. but at his funeral, I discovered what an impact he had made in his community, mm-hmm. right? I always heard one side of the story, but after hearing that he was a, a hockey coach and he did all this for the community and how many people's lives he affected. At that point, uh, that's when I decided, you know what, it doesn't matter what I do now because down the road, people are going to be affected and I want people to be affected in a positive way. Absolutely. And and you, I know you've cycled, or sorry, cycled. I know you've partnered with uh, Cycling BC and I Ride and Sprockets. How important have like partnerships been towards getting this up and running? And and do you see any potential partnerships that you'd like to create in the future to help Pedal Adventures go even further? Uh, well, it's been absolutely crucial. Um, the only reason that I'm getting this up and running is because of um, I Ride and Sprockets. They, um, they are the ones that kind of got me jump-started with the idea that I would be able to do this. Mm. Um, but without their support, this wouldn't get off the ground. Um, there's so much to do, so much uh, logistics, uh, you know, training, taking the coaching training and all the other training programs they offer. The mm. fact that they've already got this established program mm. and that I'm able to come in and train for a weekend, get certified as a coach, and then... Here they can they say here's the program the Sprockets program that's been running for 30 years that Doug Detweiler started up here you go it's already built up and you can take it and run with it awesome. that's that's been massive not having to build everything from the ground up absolutely um, have you heard of Shorten the Divide there were two gentlemen that were on my radio show about five weeks ago did you hear that episode or did you hear about did you see the postings about that uh, unfortunately I missed that no. Oh. It's all good. You can you can actually check out their website and all that. They're two young men. Uh, they're in I think they're in their thirties, and both of them decided that they wanted to bike ride from Banff to Mexico, which is quite a feat. Most people do it between fifty and sixty days, and they were aiming to do it in thirty days, all to raise money for mental health. Um, wow. And they're riding this amazing trail. I can't remember what the trail is called. I think the trail is actually called the Divide, and that's why they called it Shorten the Divide, as you said to to close that gap. It's yeah. the same kind of thing that they're doing, and and they've I think they're almost there, if not there already. But their videos and their Facebook group, if anyone out there is listening, Shorten the Divide is a really awesome two two guys that just wanted to do something incredible and through their love of pedaling or cycling. So I just thought that was a kind of a neat conjunction. We've had two cycling things because physical fitness is so important to your mental health as well. Absolutely. Um, so everyone we do have to go to our last commercial break I do want to remind you that you can always call our 1-800 number at 1-855-8616 or that's 8336 or you can always email me you can reach out to us on Facebook um, if you want to go to our website it's globalteenwealth.org uh, anytime you need to reach out if you want to tell your story or just hear someone else's story or if you want to join our young entrepreneur program or if you live in British Columbia somewhere near Aldergrove and you want to join Warren's group um, you can reach out and we'll have all this great information for you about uh, not only our program but Warren's program as well so we're just going to head to the last commercial break and we'll be back for our last 10 minutes with my cousin Warren
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Teen Wealth. Uh, we have our last 10 minutes with my guest, Warren England. Yes, England is my cousin. Uh, he's the founder of Pedal Adventures, and we've had a really great show. We have the last 10 minutes together. Um, and I just wanted to ask a couple more questions before we're finished. We've talked a lot about uh, Pedal Adventures and who you were growing up, Warren, and and all the things you're trying to do as a father and how you're trying to contribute to your community. And I know you're uh, going back to school to become a CETA. Can you explain to me the acronym again? Uh, well, at the moment, the course is called CETA, so it's Special Education Teaching Assistant, but we're getting rid of the special, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you know, Education Teaching Assistant. So I'm going to work with uh, youth in uh, elementary schools and high schools, that are struggling with mental illness. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so let's, let's, let me talk just for a second about your own mental health. What has been the greatest learning lesson you've got from struggling with your own mental health? What, what have you, I mean, I know we never know the answers, but what have you personally learned from your own struggles? Um, I've personally learned that there is people out there that do care about me mm-hmm. no matter how much you know that that thing in my head that keeps telling me you're alone nobody cares about you nobody loves you there is 
and I just have to trust that they're there to help me, even though I don't think that they are. Mm. Is it, it, my, what's happening inside my head is telling me one thing, and I need to remember that that's not true. And that's been the biggest struggle, but that has also been something that I'm really happy that I learned. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I know it's, it's, it's very interesting because everyone I talk to that's struggled with some form of depression or anxiety in their life, they all kind of have similar thoughts on it. And then some of them have some different ideas on how they cope with it. Do you have any um, tips that you might want to pass on to any young person that might feel like they're struggling with depression uh, or any mental health struggle that, that help kind of helped you? Um, yeah. So if, if you feel yourself wanting to be alone, like a lot of times, you know, I feel, I feel sad and this, and it I'm not going to say sad I'm going to say depressed I feel depressed and it, it makes me want to be alone it makes me want to hide in my room not talk to anybody shut everybody out that's the time when I need to be aware that that's happening and tell myself no I need to be around somebody that cares about me because they do love me even though I'm thinking that they're angry or I've done something to upset them they do want to help me and that I need to make sure that I stick around and I'm, I stay in the living room or I go downstairs or I go sit outside in the patio and, and talk to somebody that I don't let myself get alone. Because when I'm alone, that's when the negative thoughts start piling on and that's when I start to slide down the hole. Hmm. So for, from my own personal experience um, over my lifetime of, of people and things and travels, what I have found is similar to what you were just saying. As soon as, as soon as myself or anyone I know has started to go down that path, when you have something like pedal adventures that's kind of in the back of your head, yes, there will be days when the depression almost kind of takes over everything and it's hard to even lift up your head some days. I know how that feels. But then you have that little tiny, like it's like a little tiny shining thing in the back of there that's bouncing around in the dark. Do you do you think about those kind of things? Do you have those little positive things bouncing around in the back that kind of pull you out of that? Or or is it just time that pulls you out of it? Um, you know, it, it is going to be time. Um, you have to keep telling yourself, I have to keep telling myself, that I do and there is a lot there has been times where you know I love mountain biking I love being on my bike but there's times where the depression comes in and tells me that I don't want to do it mm -hmm. I just don't feel like getting out of bed today I don't want to do it and if I let myself give into that then I'm never going to get out of bed I'm never going to get back on my bike so I have to force myself but once I'm out there I remember I remember what the feeling is like the happiness mm-hmm and the more I re repeat that, the more the happiness stays and the depression goes. Mm. So, so there is a lot of times where I have to make myself go, even though I don't feel like it. But mm -hmm. that's the nice thing about having the mountain biking is that it's an experience. And mm -hmm. you remember experiences more than you do other things. So mm -hmm. I, I remember what it was like to be out there and jump my bike. or remember what it was like to be out there and smell the forest and be flying down that dirt trail. So as soon as I get back on my bike, those things start to come back and I feel happy again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I remember when you were having a pretty low point and you were really struggling and you and I went for a hike and you said something to me that was very interesting. And it's the same thing my brother said to me when he was really struggling. We were in this beautiful spot in this gorgeous canyon. There was green trees and this gorgeous river and it was just beautiful everything. And you were looking around and you said, you know what the weirdest part about this is? I know this is beautiful and I know I'm supposed to feel the wind on my face and the water under my feet and just know that I'm in this beautiful place, but I don't feel that joy that people feel. And I've heard so many people that struggle with depression say that. And I know when I've been at my lowest point in my life, that even though I knew that I had good health and I had family and friends around me that loved me and that my future was looking up, it didn't matter. None of, nothing, nothing beautiful broke through that, that darkness. And so it is really hard. And the only reason why I talk about this or ask you about it is because I want someone, if there's a young person out there listening that, that is feeling that same way, I, don't, I want you to know that you're not alone in that feeling, that yes, there will be times when nothing will get through. But hopefully you can just know that there's some of us out there that are going through the same things and that it does change that there is an end to that at some point so there's some for some people there's not an end for quite a long time and it's not easy but so Warren if you had two minutes to make the whole world sit down shut up and listen to you what would you want to tell everyone it it can be about your life about being a parent about being a teenager about mental health anything if we all had to shut up for a minute which I hardly ever do but I will for the next two minutes what is your uh, advice or piece of wisdom you want to share with everyone oh wow okay um what I would probably just tell everybody is is you know listen to each other Uh, a lot of times we Forget to listen to what the other person is saying and just assume what they're talking about. Stop, listen to people, and remember that everybody is going through something. So if somebody walks past you when you're talking to them, don't take it personally. Don't think that they were snubbing you. They're going through their own things in their head, just like you are. So just remember everybody is going through the same struggle and experiencing the same things you are. Maybe not to the degree that you feel, but they're going through something. So make sure you give that space to people and give that space to yourself. Recognize that just because somebody looked a certain way at you or their tone of voice when they answered you or they didn't answer you right away doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. They're in their own world. And mm-hmm. that's just something that they're going through. And don't let it affect yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Just try and remember, tell yourself, you know, I did nothing wrong. They're struggling through something. And if you are in the space, try to remember what it was like for yourself. And maybe that person just needs a help. Or maybe that person just needs a positive word. Just, you know what? You did. You did that really great. You know, I love that shirt you're wearing. You know, Mm -hmm. your hair looks awesome today. Just sometimes that one little positive comment is all it takes to just snap that person out of that little bit of funk and start to change their thoughts around. Get that spiral going up instead of going down so that's something that i really want to i'd really push on people or not push but encourage people to think about yeah i love it thank you very much i always ask everyone that question and most of them say the same thing oh wow i never tell anyone i'm gonna ask them that question (laughs) (laughs) because i love the candidness of it and it's not an easy question to answer because i'm sure we're gonna after the show go back and think oh there's 47 other things i wish i would have said but i just i really like the candidness of all of those answers i do it to every guest at the end of the show so thank you for answering that 
Um, yeah, anyone who wants to uh, follow Warren or learn about uh, Pedal Adventures, just go to at Pedal Adventures BC. Uh, this is going to be recorded and sent to iTunes, and um, I'll write a little bio, and we'll have um, some more information on how you can get in touch with Warren or uh, get involved with any of iRider Sprocket's programs um, or do any kind of programs like this around North America. Warren, thank you so much for coming on the show. I adore you. You are one of my favorite cousins. I wasn't lying about it. <laughs> And uh, I hope we can have you on in a year from now when you've changed a lot of lives and helped support a lot of young people who might be going through the same struggles as some of us have gone through. So thank you very much. That will be nice. Thank you. Everybody, I'll see you same time, same place next Monday, live at 5 on Variety Channel on Voice America. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. 